Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everyone. Jacob Milham here with Royals Review Radio. We are coming at you today with a very special extended episode. Now, the first half is our usual shenanigans with myself, Jeremy Greco, and Greg Walker talking about some Kansas City Royals baseball. But the special part comes in the second half. We were lucky enough to have Royals Vice President of Communications, Sam Mellinger, on the podcast. Jeremy and I sat down with him for about 30 minutes and just talked about his time with the Royals and how he got there. So that all that being said, today's episode is very long. If you are just here for Sam's interview, that's fine. Please go ahead and skip to about the 37-minute mark, and you can pick up with the interview from there. And as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. And go Royals! Hello and welcome to Royals Review Radio. I'm your host, Jacob Milham. And while you can't see my weird aircraft um, arm movements right here, I'm getting some weird looks from my co-hosts tonight, Jeremy Greco and Greg Walker. Jeremy, um, how would you describe my movements to the listener? Baffling. <laughs> I'm just going to go with baffling. Okay, you know what? I uh, I deserve that. Greg, do you have any other synonyms for baffling for us? I really don't, but I mean, yeah, I was seeing you through the camera. And I was like, what, what, what's going on here? What's he doing? This is my way to announce that we're going all video. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was like, um, I needed that <laughs> notification like five minutes ago, at least. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> no, I know no, you are, Greg. Not. You're always ready to be on video. No, oh, you're yeah. not. Okay, you have to at least get a full set of headphones before we go <laughs> to video, okay? Hey, they are full. Just because they're not intact doesn't mean anything. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, and then, and then I guess, Greg, you would probably have to have a beer sponsor lined up because you're always like cycling through a different type of beer beer on every episode so i mean you'd have to get someone from casey beer maybe i don't don't know i don't know how you make that work partially correct i actually have one that i've had on multiple times before i feel like if i did it would have to be either new belgium because they make the voodoo rangers and i have those all the time or it had to be boulevard because i also try like every boulevard that i see i think i think i've tried something like 60 different boulevard beers in my life so that is more boulevard beers than i've had beers just like total, <laughs> total beers. I had 60 beers. Good. I didn't even know they had that many beers. Oh, I mean, they have, you know, limited edition ones and ones that are out of service now or aren't being produced anymore or whatever. And there's new ones coming out all the time. So, yeah, you know, I keep, I keep track of that. There's an app for that. Okay. All right. <laughs> of course, there's an app for that. <laughs> yes, of course there is. What's the, what's the name of the app? I got to know. The app is called Untapped. I actually got it when I was in college just to keep track of what I tried before. And now I just, you know, I'm, I'm a big user of it now, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, uh, nice. I'll, I'll, I'll go check that out because I'm sure I'm missing out on, on some good quality beers that uh, I never would think of trying. You certainly are. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get back to the Kansas City Royals. They are, they're back in... In spring training competition, it was a little weird not having a game yesterday to listen on my way home from work or tune into when I got home from work. So I was a little strange. They are playing the Chicago White Sox tonight, so we will have that result later on. But then tomorrow, I'm very excited. They have an exhibition game against Great Britain. I don't know what the like. What would we call them? The Great Britain blank. Like we're we're already the Royals. The, what? the Great Britain British people. <laughs> I think they actually had something for that, but I can't remember what it is. Like, I almost want to say the Lions, but I don't know if that's actually correct. 
I'll have to I'll have to check on their Twitter page real quick because I feel like they do have something. They I I would hope that they would have something. But Greg, um, you you've been talking a little bit more about the WBC than than I have. Like, are are you looking forward to that exhibition game? Do you think it's gonna have like this lively WBC environment that we've been seeing so far? It, I don't think it will just inherently because it's a spring training game is still being played in like a spring training park. And so, okay. no, it's not going to be quite like that. And generally speaking, I don't think the great Britain crowds are going to be on the level of say the Dominican crowds or Puerto Rico crowds <laughs> or any of those kinds. I don't know how well they travel or how much fan support they're going to get. So no, I wouldn't really expect it to be all that rowdy. And uh, they do. I do see a lion here on great Britain's Twitter page, like on their, uh, you know, a little avi and so i guess it's that i keep using that emoji too i i just have to interrupt for one second because okay. i also was googling great britain's baseball team and i have to tell you that they won the inaugural baseball world cup in 1938 Ooh. and they were managed by a man named chummy mcneil Stop. and i just i needed to share Stop. that name with you all chummy mcneil <laughs> managed the inaugural world baseball world cup winning a uh, great Britain baseball team. <laughs> so in honor of that manager, we will now be calling them the great Britain chums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that Lucius Fox is supposed to be on that great Britain yes. roster, but I guess he got mm-hmm. hurt or something. Cause he's not uh, there anymore. Well, and current quote unquote friend, um, Aroldis Chapman was a reserve for that, uh, the Great Britain WBC roster as well. I I forget how that linked up, but I think where he's from is still like a territory of Great Britain. He's from, from Cuba. Is it? Is he? Yeah. Aroldis <laughs> Chapman's Cuban, so I have no idea how his eligibility for that worked. It was I I read something about it, and then I forgot about it because I was like, uh, I'm I'm never going to hear about Aroldis Chapman again. And then we heard about Aroldis Chapman again, so that uh, that blew up in my face right away. Yeah, the eligibility rules are a little bit weird. Like uh, a lot of the guys on Team Great Britain, for example, are from the Bahamas because mm-hmm. that was a British territory. So it counted. That's why we saw Lucius Fox there and a few other guys. There's also some Americans like Trace Thompson might be the best player on that team. He played for the Dodgers last year, was with the White Sox a few years ago. Besides that, there is, there's quite a few like actual just, you know, British dudes in there, too. So I don't think they're going to fare super well down in Pool C. But hey, you never know. I mean, they weren't supposed to advance out of the Regensburg qualifier either here they are that is true that is true jeremy do you have any uh, other insight on the great britain chums for us uh no i no i i, I saw chummy mcneil and i just stopped i was like i don't need to know anything <laughs> else chummy mcneil all righty then well that is uh, i i can't get that out of my head sorry now i'm now i'm trying to figure out how the frick aroldis chapman was linked to um Oh, okay. So his ancestors are from Jamaica, which had been a British colony at the time. And so he was eligible to play for the team. That is uh that is some ancestry DNA shit going back. And I, I, that's I swear much. Vinny Pasquatino's on the Italian team just because they're like, hey, that, that name sounds Italian good enough. Like I, I, he does have some Italian heritage, but I, I swear they didn't, they didn't even look. They were just like, yeah, Vinny, that's Italian. You're good. <laughs> Not to mention Pasquatino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. But honestly, I will be, I know, you know, spring training with spring training. I will be tuning into that game. I think it'll be cool to see kind of a different matchup and i do want to see how seriously the royals uh take it because is it, it is an um i believe so let me uh i will look that up while we are talking. missed opportunity if it isn't <laughs> well you know I mean, what that's the that's the best game that they're gonna have this spring training i would think i i wouldn't be surprised for bally's to drop the ball well, um i mean we had salvador perez hit a home run and steal a base in the same game and that was not televised so right, well they couldn't know that ahead of time it was or could it was, they they had the script jeremy they knew it's 2023 <laughs> how are all of the spring training games not televised by now like I, even, I know right even like all of the early season weird non-conference college baseball games are still on espn plus <laughs> so like why can't i get spring training games 
that that's a fair point listen if i can watch d3 men's lacrosse on demand on espn plus i need to at least be able to see a multi-billion dollar industry in major league baseball i think uh, i think watching them should be more than fair but no to answer your question it is on the radio only it oh, is butter. not being televised yes i know um, and that is tomorrow, you know, two Oh five central standard time. So of course not a whole lot of folks would be tuning in anyways. Are, are all the games at least on the radio now? I, I remember believe so there was a couple of years ago where they weren't all even on the radio and they would have, um, Steve Stewart would just do the play by play by himself <laughs> for MLB.com. <laughs> And because it was just for MLB.com, they didn't have any commercials to play. Um, so he would just be like, and now listen to the sounds of the stadium for two and a half minutes. Which actually I found kind of peaceful. It was kind of nice. Well, remember when everyone was mad about the um, the Peacock, like no commentary games? That game ruled. That was so good. Listen, I enjoyed it. That was a great way to wake up on Sunday morning. It felt like it kind of felt like you were there in the stadium. I enjoyed it. It's very um, actually sounds really nice. It was. It was pretty. I don't know if they're doing it again this year because so many people like the pitch clock. So many people crapped on it because it was different. I, I when they had the when they didn't have the fans in the stadium in 2020, I desperately wanted them to just like they did that. They did the pumped in crowd audio or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, don't just like, let's just let's just focus on the pure sounds of baseball. I think that'll be great. And then they did that anyway. And then there was like the some games where they did like the the animated the CGI crowds. It was just like, I forgot about that. Oh, how can you forget the CGI crowds? Oh my gosh. It was like, it was like playing early 2000s baseball video games all over again. The same guy dropping a foul ball, throwing his popcorn over his shoulder five times in the game. Just, don't worry, the graphics are still the same for current baseball games. Don't worry. Oh, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. We can get Shohei Otani in there, but it is still Dave from uh, from Chicago who is still drinking a beer. No, no changes there. To answer your question, yes, all the games should be on the radio in some fashion. I will say there are some that say radio MLB.com. Ah, yeah. So we, uh, you'll have to subscribe to the, uh, I think it's like MLB app at now or yeah. the audio only version. However, that subscription works. Well, and it comes with MLB TV too, which is why I have it. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. Which I am, uh, this is a great segue. I am very much looking forward to some updates on the Bally's front. Um, that, that deadline for the MLB having to have something figured out for streaming games and getting games on television and things like that. They, they got to figure out something, right? You would like, think so. I, I would I want know. to have that squared away before the regular season started for sure. We have, let's see, we have 22 calendar days until opening day. 22. That is by the time you're listening to this, that is three weeks to the day. So I am, I would like to hear some sort of plan. I don't have any guesses to what they're going to do because that's a lot of money. That's a lot of people and not a lot of time. Well, that's why they're paid the big bucks and we are not. Well, you know what? That is true. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am just here yelling into a microphone, which Jake Eisenberg does a much better job of than I do. <laughs> and your two imaginary friends. I'm sorry. Wait, I, I mean, your two friends. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please do not insult Dave from Chicago like that again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What was that face for, Greg? I saw that. Uh, I'm just thinking, like, I think MLB has the resources that if Bally's does just go under at some point pretty soon, like, they can move in and kind of just take over the broadcast and get that done themselves. Like, they have the resources to do that. I'd be more concerned if I were a hockey fan and what's going to happen if Bally's goes under, because I do not think the NHL has that capability. Probably not, because that is not nearly a big money. The MLB has the resources, but do they have... 
the organization to pull it together quickly is is the question and i'm gonna I, you know sometimes I'm, i was gonna say i doubt it but actually sometimes they surprise me at how quickly they can accomplish some of their goals so uh, i i'll withhold judgment until such time as they succeed or fail well, being able to not broadcast the Bally's games would, I would think, damage short-term profits. Therefore, mm-hmm. I think MLB would act quickly on it. Uh, yes. Fair enough, fair enough. But think about it this way. They can uh, they can then hike up parking prices at Coffin because you'd be having to go to more games if they don't have on TV, right? Right? More, uh, more As if you know, it's not already parkings. expensive enough. Listen, it is it is more to pay for parking than it is for an actual ticket. Let's let's be real. I can go get a ten dollar ticket, but I got to pay thirty dollars for parking at Kaufman. Ugh. A couple of weeks from now, a Mizzou in Kansas are playing a baseball game at Kaufman Stadium and parking is free. And so I'm going to really wow. enjoy that one. Nice. That said, they're probably going to have. I was going to say a lot fewer people in most Royals games, but I, I don't know. Like the Royals haven't really drawn that well in recent years. So I'm not sure it's going to be that much fewer. Nope. They, they really haven't. I was, I was writing an article about some of the promotions coming up for the Royals this year. And I was, I'm still astonished to see that there was among like their top 20 attended games in 2022. Only two of them were actually at Kauffman stadium. It was a Saturday night game against the Dodgers and then the opening day game against the uh, the Guardians, I believe it was. So just fans up and down the board. We're not coming out to Kaufman last year. And I know that we talked that we beat that dead horse. Right, Jeremy? Right, absolutely. I mean, the, I don't go to the games because I live 13 hours away. That's a, kind of a long drive to go to a baseball game. But it's uh, there's they didn't give a lot of reasons to go to a baseball game yeah. last year. You're right. Element actually went to quite a few games last year, but that was more for the opponents than anything else. Like I went, I went against the Yankees, against the Cardinals, against uh, San Diego. I actually went to two of the games against the Padres. I went to one against the Dodgers. I went to one against Baltimore. Like I was going more for the opponents, like just trying to avoid, you know, the boring AL central matchups really. Damn. Which, Hey, great news this year. I don't know how you how you guys feel about it. I don't know. I can't remember if we've even discussed this, but they changed the, the scheduling this year yeah. so that they don't play the AL Central so much. At first, like it made sense. Like you should win within your division and then you can move on, whatever. But this seems much better to me because I absolutely got tired of seeing the same old White Sox, the same old twins, the same old Tigers. Now maybe they're gonna lose even more games because yeah. they're gonna have to play better teams instead of those teams but they're gonna it's at least you know like ah i turn on a random game it's not I, i'm not like a 50 percent chance of getting one of the same four teams i've already watched that's true i mean there were months at a time where it seemed like you were just seeing the royals versus an al central team but jeremy that was the first thing that i, that I thought of when they changed how the schedule was going to be set up is hey we don't get all these quote-unquote easy games against the al central all the time so i went and i hammered the under on that 69 and a half wins because yeah. it is uh, they're gonna lose more games because they have to play better teams like you said I, I also have to say, I think that this is going to be since we're talking about it now and I haven't I haven't had a chance to talk about it, really. Uh, I'll just hijack the whole podcast. Um, I think this is going to be good for the sport of baseball to do it this way, because you're going to be like Mike Trout has been hanging out in Anaheim or Los Angeles, Anaheim of Los Angeles, or whatever <laughs> we're yeah. calling it. He's been hanging out there for years and people don't necessarily know who he is. If they don't, if you're in the AL West, you know who he is because you play him half the year. But the rest of the teams is like, who is that? Like the NFL, those guys play all around the country all year. And you know who the superstars are. So hopefully this is going to get some of the superstars, you know, uh, over here in the AL Central. We don't see Bryce Harper very much. We don't see the guys in Atlanta very much. Um, So it should be really cool to see some of those superstars and hopefully get some more name recognition going around the country for some of the better players. I think MLB's issues promoting their stars run a hell of a lot deeper than that. And I should mention, like, the Padres were in town last year, and I don't think Manny Machado is known in suddenly more households in Kansas City than he previously was. (laughs) But but if it's every year you see him... 
That's true, but also with the with the teams in the other league, it'll be every other year. So, you know, still more frequent than it was in previous years, at least coming to your ballpark versus, you know, just on television. Uh, speaking of the schedule, can somebody justify to me why Halter Top Day is on a Tuesday night? I don't know. Missed, missed opportunity, if you ask on me. On a weekend, oh, what are you doing, Royals? Some, I will say, some well, of the I promotions are on weird. <laughs> no, no, we're now going to talk about Halter Top Day, okay? <laughs> Salute to the Negro Leagues is in September, like the middle what? of September, that late in the season. That does not seem correct to me. No, it's always been early in the year. Yeah, I, the last, I went to it in 2021, and it was in May, and it was fantastic. Yeah, they, they. I thought they were doing it on Jackie Robinson Day. September 16th against Houston. Wow. Jeremy. I was really dropping the ball with their promo schedule. Sheesh. Jeremy, I have to read you the one-liner promo that they have for Gamer oh, Night. No. Are you ready for this? No, I'm not, but go ahead. You can be AFK, but only if you're at the K. Oh, I, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that is that is listen. You know listen. what? That, I'm gonna say that circles all the way back around. It's so cringe that it's clever. Okay. I I stopped it. I stopped about halfway around that circle at cringe. I was still <laughs> still there. I couldn't get to the clever part. So how many how many how many gamers are gonna spend the extra money for this theme ticket to watch the Royals play against the Detroit Tigers on a Tuesday night? But hey, you get a slugger game controller holder with the purchase purchase ooh, of a theme ooh, ticket. Ooh. I, you know, at least the least they well, I guess I was gonna say what they could do is uh is like one of those skinnets. Like give them we'll just buy up a whole bunch of skinnets and royal skinnets and hand them out. Or you know, do do you need design? You can do get a deal done like that. But the problem is, it's like, do you do Xbox? Do you do Switch? Do you yep. do PlayStation? And you can't, I, I actually, now that I think, yeah, they can do all of them. Just do like 3,000 of each of them. Boom, you're done. If you don't get the controller you want, you know, it happens. Move on. Um, I, I, that's a missed opportunity. A controller, hold, you know what I call a controller holder? My hands. Yes, sir. <laughs> It's the where they go. Gamer night theme tickets are $33. Goodness. <sighs> yeah. Halt are they doing a Star Wars away. night this year? Ooh, Ooh, are they? they have to be right. I feel like they would not stop doing that ever. I, if they're doing a Star Wars night, have they announced who is becoming a random Star Wars character? Which it actually player is does a random Star Wars character. It doesn't look like there is actually. I just control oh, that. No. I did not see it. Yeah, they do still have Margaritaville night, of course. Thank God. Don't don't you don't you worry about that. Let's see, five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. Service industry night on June twelfth. Quote: The Royals are picking up your shift. Oh no, they're not. Oh my, that's that's false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get I a whole want, bunch of waiters are gonna sue you. Yes, I want Slugger serving me at Chili's. Okay, that is <laughs> that is what I expect out of that promotion. You get an exclusive Royals bar key with the purchase of a theme night ticket. Back is a bar key. Uh, it's it's the, the key it's, to a bar in Coffin Stadium. It's the so it's I the can thing. walk into a bar. <laughs> like I'm just like I'll just let myself in here and take some of the good stuff. Is that what is that what this does? I don't I feel like it's just like a bottle opener and a corkscrew. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It's the uh, it's oh, something okay. that bartenders keep on them. Okay. <sighs> I, I'm not a bartender, so I don't really I, if if I wasn't clear earlier, I don't really do alcohol very much. That's true. So, so I, I, I think lighters no to open bottles. Hell What's yeah. That? I use Bic lighters to open beer bottles or just like any small, like sort of flat object that can fit under the cap, you know, just pop it off. Yeah. I use coins, keys, library books. I use I my use friend's bottle opener keychains. How, how dare you actually use something that's supposed to do that? <laughs> so what was this podcast about again? I, you know what? <laughs> we are so off the rails right now. This is ridiculous. And hey, I didn't even mention the best part of this podcast. The, I mean, the second half of it, going to be our interview with the Royals Vice President of Communication, Sam Mellinger. Really looking so that, forward to that. That's your reward. If you've made it this far yes. into the podcast, you find out that. And I got to tell you, 
that's a really good interview. And Sam was was very gracious with us, um, very open and honest with us. And uh, you, you definitely, I think, want to listen to that. I hope Mellinger sure. listens back to the episode and hears us talking about nothing for 30 minutes before getting into his interview. Yikes. Yikes. What a what a first impression. <laughs> Why did you guys crap on a halter top night? <laughs> no, I'm in favor of it. It shouldn't be on a Tuesday. Like, come on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey. We are we're only here because there's not really a whole lot of Royals news to talk about. Let's let's be honest. Um, it's spring training and things are kind of slow right now. A good amount of the big name players are moving out of spring training camp and joining their WBC rosters. Um, one never thing to of return. Note, yes, never, never to return. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see Salvador Perez again because he's just going to have too much damn fun. Um, and I will say this. I saw his. So he hit a solo home run today and is in the team Venezuela debut. And I really like those team Venezuela jerseys. They are, they are bright. They very much fit Salvador Perez as like a person. Like, I think if he had a a coloring book of like, Hey, create a color scheme for your team. It it would be the neon yellow and maroon. (laughs) That would uh, sounds about right. Sure. Yeah. That would be the way to go. But um, like I was saying, one thing to note is that Jackie Bradley Jr. is debuting tonight for the Kansas City Royals. And Better go watch him quick. I, I know, right? It's uh, this might be your one opportunity to see Jackie Bradley Jr. in a in a Royals uniform. Are are we all kind of at a consensus that like Jackie Bradley Jr. right now is just a a depth guy yeah. for for camp? Like we're not he really expecting anything. Break glass in case of emergency. If they if another outfielder goes down, then then they'll they'll give him a slot to say, Hey, we, we gotta have somebody who can play some defense out here. We can't put Hunter Dozier and MJ Melendez and oh, Edward Olivares out there and call it a day. Um, so, you know, they'll, <laughs> that that's what he's here for. He's not here to actually compete for a spot. He's just, as far as I can tell, he's just here for, uh, you know, if something happens and, and Hey, okay. things happen. So, yeah. and, that's why he's here is is because he's he's, hope, he's not hoping something happens but he, he's hoping something something else will happen that he'll find a way to trick them into putting them on the roster well not trick them but you know what i mean yeah uh but yeah greg what, what do you got on jackie bradley he hasn't hit it all for the past two years and i'm not 100 convinced he can even play a center field anymore and so Uh-oh. yeah he's Probably not going to be on the active roster. I would wager at any point this season. And if he is, then things have gone disastrously wrong in several areas. Now, well, if Dayton Moore was still the general manager, ooh. we'd be having a completely different conversation because Dayton Moore made it very clear uh, how much he really liked Jackie Bradley Jr. And as we all know about Dayton Moore, he does not change his opinions on guys once he decides he likes them. <laughs> yeah, I can't really believe doesn't. it waited this long for Jackie Rattie Jr. to re- like join the Royals. I can't believe it took until after Dayton left. Yeah. Hey, the the prophecy that was foretold came true. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> we will just focus on that. Also, let's. What is it with outfielders and feeling the need to say their entire name? Like we couldn't just say Michael Taylor. It was Michael A. Taylor, and it's not well, just he, Jackie. He Bradley. had a special thing that was a tie to his father that he asked for. Oh, was it really? I yeah, it was not a thing that the that the media came up with. That was a thing that he he put out there. Okay. All right. Um, I, I honestly did not know that. So I need to go brush up on that. Well, Hey, listen, we have, um, successfully, I wouldn't say wasted. I think this has been a very fun 30 minutes, but, um, I haven't talked to a whole lot of Royal Royals baseball and I don't think we're going to start right now because I would like to hear some Royals review reviews. So Greg, do you mind starting us off this week? What do you have to review? Yeah, I can start you off. I just want to put this out there. It's going to be obsolete by the time that people listen to it. But Team Nicaragua is currently no hitting the Mets in their game. So uh, shouts to Team Nicaragua. Anyway, my review for this week is Division One college baseball because okay. it is 
incredibly fun to watch. We have the World Baseball Classic coming up, which might be my second favorite sports event. But I think my favorite might be regional weekend in college baseball, which happens in like late May, the beginning of their postseason. So I know that's a long ways off, but I just absolutely love watching college baseball. It's kind of the biggest thing of my weekends. And I tune into the midweek games also, even though it don't matter as much. And the cool thing about it is if you have ESPN Plus, then it gives you like a ton of college baseball to watch. And if you have that and a cable subscription, which I have my friends log in, so shout outs to my guy Brandon for that. <laughs> you can watch almost every college baseball game that exists with just those two, unless it's Pac-12 baseball, which doesn't exist to me because Pac-12 network like barely exists and I don't know how to get it. So I just don't watch the Pac-12. But besides them, it's just, it's a lot of fun. The vibes are immaculate. The guys just go out there and have a good ass time and play with a ton of energy. So it's a lot dustier than Major League Baseball, not going to lie, because you'll sometimes see like a pitcher comes out of the bullpen and just doesn't have it and walks like four batters. You see like double digit <laughs> run innings happen more often. It's just, it's wild. Like you just put a ball in play and anything can happen. It's fantastic. So it's worse quality baseball if you look at it from a pure perspective. But if you're a vibes guy like I am, then college baseball is where it's at. Okay. All right. And hey, I do love you pointed it out. I think it was like two weeks ago. Now, some of the bat flips that are at the college baseball level are absolutely oh, vicious. Unreal. unreal. You can hit a you'll hit a three run homer in an eight to four game in like the middle of March and on a Tuesday afternoon or do this bat flip just because why not? Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Jeremy, do you have a review for us this week? I do. I uh, this week am going to get offer you a review for the video game Hades. Okay. I know that I am way, way behind on this one. Uh, it's been out for years. In fact, they announced the sequel uh, at the uh, video game awards last December, mm. but uh, I finally got a chance to to get into that. And it's a really fun roguelike. Um, and one of the things it does that it's just I'm sucker for in video games is when they build the mechanics into the lore. So uh, for those of you who aren't aware, a roguelike is a game where you basically are expected to lose and have to start over quite frequently. Um, and so in this game, you are playing the son. I think he's a fictional son. I don't think, well, I mean, they're all fictional. It's <laughs> Greek mythology, but uh, I don't believe there was ever a, a mythology around uh, Hades son, Zagreus. Um, and so you play Zagreus and he is unhappy about being stuck in the underworld. So he decides he wants to get out. Hades goes, no one escapes from the underworld. <laughs> and he puts all kinds of roadblocks in your way. And every time you die, you uh, resurrect, respawn back in uh, in Hades house. And, uh, and they put that in as a, you know, it's mechanics and it's lords like, well, he's a god. So he doesn't really die. He regenerates. And uh, and and so there's just all kinds of really cool stuff about that. Um, if you're if I'm a sucker for Greek lore, especially kind of like Disneyified Greek lore, um, like the the really authentic original hardcore stuff is a little bit much for me sometimes, but, uh, there's a, there's a lot of fun. The story is a, is a really cool, slow burn. Um, so you have to have a little bit of patience for it, but it's really interesting. And, uh, it's, ends up being a really kind of feel good kind of thing to do. Um, so if any of that sounds good, you should check out Hades. Okay. All right. Well, hey, and for my review this week, I'm actually going to invite my wife, Kate, on, and she is going to do my review for me. Hi. Um. So everybody has been going. Can I curse on this, Joe? Can, can she curse, guys? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's going batshit crazy over the freaking Murdoch murders, um, Southern scandal thing on Netflix. Um, but I'm a huge true crime junkie, so I guess kind of whenever Jake asked me to fill in, you'll hear something about film and television because I'm a big cinephile. But let me put you on something else if you've been diving deep into the Murdoch murders and their limited series on Netflix um, and Alex's sentencing, which was a couple weeks ago. He got two life sentences for... Um, the murder of his one son and his wife. Um, but going on around the same time in 2019 was this super effed up situation. Um, and Netflix actually did a mini series on this too, called the sins of our mother, um, about this woman named Lori, who was pretty much neck deep in the LDS community, um, and ended up killing her two kids. Cause she got 
really messed up in the head by this dude who is kind of trying to start this cult offshoot. Um, but if you haven't seen um, that one, there's a three episode miniseries on Netflix. If you've been diving deep into the Murdoch murders, that's a really great one to check out. Um, super crazy. A lot of, you know, mishandling by the police that that really could have prevented these deaths. So if you're like me and you love getting into that stuff, give that one a check. Um, a, a watch. It's really great. So thank you very much, honey, for uh, for the review. Yeah, it was weird. Like she was believing her husband was a was a zombie and she had to kill him to set his soul free. And they believed. Yeah, it was it was, it was some pretty uh, some pretty wacky stuff, to say the least. Um, I know. I know, like, I don't believe any of us are zombies, but I guess I wouldn't know if I was or wasn't. Right. Isn't that what the Matrix is all about? I plead the fifth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All righty, y'all. Well, hey, you know where to find us on social media and everything like that. But after this ad break, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Sam Mellinger. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. All right, our guest at this time, he does need a little bit of an introduction for some of our newer listeners. He spent nearly two decades at the Kansas City Star uh, and amassed quite a quite a following over there on social media as well, covering everything sports in the area and nationally as well. He is now the Royals Vice President of Communications. It is Mr. Sam Mellinger. Sam, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You snuck that mister in there, though. Yes, I did. I, I sure did. I had to get it in there somehow. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, look, we, we could talk about all your career accolades, things like that. How is Arizona? It's great. Like the last um, are you guys both in Kansas City? Or no, Jacob, you're not. Um, this is an obnoxious thing to say to people that aren't here. But like the first two weeks were actually pretty bad. Really? Like, I mean, when I'm going to say cold and what I mean is like, you know, <laughs> high of 50, yeah. but like we had photo day down here and, um, our photographer's backdrop got blown over and ripped in two pieces twice. Jeez. <laughs> wow. and, and it, I mean, it was, you know, and we were doing it like at seven or eight in the morning too. So it was 40 degrees and windy and rainy and all kinds of stuff. It was pretty bad, but. I know that's obnoxious because the last three days have been absolutely freaking perfect. Hell yeah. Sounds yeah. sounds like some good baseball weather. When when did you get down there, Sam? I came down uh, the day after the Super Bowl. Okay. Whatever that was, February 13th, I think. All right. Well, have you, uh, have you hit any of the local food spots? I've been seeing a lot of recommendations for folks going down to spring training. What, what recommendations you got for us? I've been uh, like Mexican five or six nights a week. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth, just, uh, I'm, I'm pretty low key after I leave here um, most nights. So it's just like, I just get takeout and watch college basketball and eat enchiladas and tacos most nights. So it's uh, that, that is, I've got no complaints there. <laughs> Heck yeah. Who, who are you pulling for this March? Uh, I mean, I went to Kansas. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that's a thing, but um, I actually haven't, watch that much so uh, i'm a little bit out of touch my wife is a proud michigan state spartan um hmm. are they gonna make the tournament i believe so i can't speak to it i haven't watched as much myself okay yeah it's uh yeah that's one of those things like if you put her in front of a tv that has michigan state on she'll scream her head off um <laughs> if it's not like a big football game she's not gonna seek it out Okay. Well, that I'm sure that makes for some interesting dynamics in March because Kansas and Michigan State are both pretty big basketball programs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's a thing in November or December, I think it's November, when they have the, what it's like, uh, KU, Michigan State, Duke, and Carolina, the Champions Oh, class. yeah. They yep. play every, once every, you know, three years or whatever that is. But it's it's fun. It's fun. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, hey, we uh, so you have a game to get to here in about an hour, so we're not going to take up too much of your time. Um, how you know, year one is in the books for you with the Royals. You're uh, you're not a rookie anymore, so to so to speak. <laughs> um, we, you know, hey, we've got all these young players that are surpassing their rookie statuses. And so so did Sam yeah. here. Right. Right. Um, how was first year? Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, it was, uh, as you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff that happened last yes. year. Yes. Um, a lot of stuff did, but, um, it was, you know, on the whole, it was great. I mean, it's, um, you know, the, the whole thing was, um, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but, um, I loved my old job. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. like running, kicking and screaming, but, um, it was just a chance to do something new and to do it with a lot of people that I really like and respect and, um, you know, feel like I know in some ways. And, you know, one kind of weird thing about that old job that I had a view on the Royals is like, you know, like I covered them when they were the worst team in baseball and I covered them when they won the world series Mm -hmm. and, you know, you saw like sort of how they treated each other and talked about each other. Um, in those good moments and the bad, because you can either one, like people think losing is the only time you can veer off, but it happens in winning too. And uh, I just always like very much respected how they operated and treated each other that way. And so, um, you know, I, I told, I told Katie and look like, again, I love my time at the star and um, you know, Vahe I think is like a half a step below a saint. And, you know, there's a lot of other people over there that, that I love, but you know, I just told Katie, like, this is going to be the best people I work with, or I am the worst reporter in the history of the world because I've had 15 years to, to see these people. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been great. I mean, um, you know, Nick Capel and, and Ian Kraft and Logan Jones in my department have been unbelievable, you know, so because there's sort of a, like, my background is different than most of the people that have this job, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, not just the other 29, but the 32 NFL teams and NBA, like, it just, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it's not that common. And, um, and I get it, honestly, like, I don't think that you'd want a department full of people with my background because there's too many things that I just have, you know, it's like trying to read Chinese, but (laughs) my point is that like, there's things like that, those holes that I have because of a different, you know, a lack of PR experience, like Nick, Ian and Logan are unbelievable. I mean, they just like, here you go, dummy. This is what you meant. Or this is like the thing that you're not thinking about. And it's great. And then I think there's at least hopefully a few things that a different set of professional experiences, you know, I have a different perspective and I can, you know, Hey, why don't we do this? Or why do we do that? You know, mm-hmm. and hopefully, um, hopefully I provide something in that way. I know that they give me a lot of help. So, uh, I think, I think it's been, I think it's gone about as well as, as we could have hoped so far, at least. Heck yeah. And I look, I love lauding the, the team of creatives that, that we see, um, yeah. H- Hannah and I am, I'm blanking on the, on the videographer. Same but, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely love seeing the work coming out visually. I can't imagine the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes for, you know, dealing with us on social media and just trying to weather the storm that is major league baseball at points i do want i I do want to go back a little bit further and i as much as you're willing to talk about i want to know like how was the process of you being approached for this position like was this you reached out to them they reached out to you how'd that work (laughs) um well I'll give you an, and keep in mind, I did say like the 30 is not a, a hard stop on this necessarily. Oh so I'll give you the slightly longer version. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, Mike Swanson who had this job, um, for a million years, um, he called me one morning or afternoon or whatever, and just, you know, told me that he was going to retire. And, um, you know, as we, I consider Swanee a friend and, um, whatever, we had a good relationship and, um, I promise you that this is true. I'm not exaggerating. Um, okay. when he told me that I'm on the phone 
and I just, um, it's a podcast, right? Can I can say something? Yeah. Um, and I just go shit. And, uh, <laughs> and I kind of pause and I was like, I'm sorry, man, you know, sorry. <laughs> Congratulations. You deserve it. I'm happy for you. Um, I said, I'm just thinking like whoever they hire, to replace you is going to be worse for us. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Lo and behold, and here, I am. here I am. So uh, no, I mean, I, I had no, uh, you know, maybe a, I don't know, a week later or two weeks, I don't know how much it was then, you know, somebody had uh, called me and just, um, I don't know, wanted to see my interest, I guess. Okay. And, um, and I said, that's, that's cool for you guys to think of me, but you know, basically no. Um, um, and it, actually at first I thought he was joking and I just like, my, my thought was like one, like the only thing guys, like I, it's a weird thing. I, I get that, but I promise you this is true. Like the only thing that I wanted to do professionally since the time I was literally like 12 years old, um, was to be a sports writer mm -hmm. and I had that job and I had it in the, in the city where, you know, we grew up in a small town kind of South of Kansas city, but that was the place where we went to go. That was like the big city, right? Like mm -hmm. that's where we went to go to Royals games and all these other things. And I had it in that town and there were other jobs that came up, you know, um, that sort of you're supposed to be interested in, right. If you're like climbing the ladder or whatever. Um, and they would have been in different places and I didn't want to, that just, those things never, really interested me. Um, I just love Kansas city and I love doing that job, um, in Kansas city. And, um, I, I just, for whatever reason, I, in a lot of conversations with my wife, whose biggest superpower, um, is just sort of perception. And she sees things that in a minute that would take me a month. <laughs> and, you know, she just was like, you know, you said these three things just in the last few weeks that makes me think that you might be ready to, to try something new. And, um, and I thought about that and I was like, gosh, dang, like she's right. And so it was either continue to do that job for another, cause that was the only writing job I ever wanted. So it wasn't, so you're either going to do that for another 20, 25 years or whatever, how long, however long you'd have me, um, or try something new with a lot of people that, you know, and respect that there's some comfort. It's still sports, right? Yeah. It's yep. Kansas city. So I've got, something of a running start, but, um, also able to, um, again, sort of grow a little bit and, and do new things and help people. Like there's, there's times in that old job where you feel like you're always asking, you're always like grabbing and you're always, um, and here I feel a little bit more like I'm able, able to help people, which is mm. really good for my soul. Um, yeah. so it's, it's been, um, it's been great, man. I mean, it's, um, Again, obviously there was, there was some turbulence last season in, in a couple different parts of the year. Um, but even through that, right. Like I, I mentioned a couple answers ago of, I saw how these people in my old job, how they treated each other in the darkness and how they treat each other in the light. And it was, um, it, it was a really cool experience to, to be part of that and feel like you're helping, um, in the places where you can. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, in your, so in your first year, you, you talk about helping folks, like what's, what's one way that you feel like you helped um, people in your current position? So, I mean, it kind of goes both directions, right? Like on, mm -hmm. on one direction is um, a reporter who's needing to track somebody down, um, needing an answer on, you know, something that he or she's not clear about, um, a fact like, okay, I can help you. I can help you with that. Um, either I know the answer and could just tell you, or I can go find the answer and, and, and bring it to you. And then the other part, um, is helping the people internally. And, um, some of that is, um, you know, it's not the answers to the test, but it's, it's sort of like, Hey, these are three things that they might be interested in tonight. Um, they're going to ask you about, um, you know, why you left the starter in, in the fifth. And they're going to ask you about whatever, <laughs> I mean, there's sort of help them because it's a weird thing, right? I mean, it's just objectively strange that for you to do your job and then immediately there's reporters with a microphone asking you questions about why you screwed up or why you succeeded or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just an objectively weird thing. And, um, you know, there's some people that get used to it faster than others. Right. So that's, that's a thing, um, that I can help with. And, and also, um, I think that, you know, I don't have to tell you guys this, the media gets a bad rap in a lot of ways. Right. And, um, and I think that there's times where, um, this happened a few times where 
look, and it goes the other way. There's times where a reporter says, why are you guys doing this? You know, like, you know, you, you they have beef. And I'm like, I've done your job. And, <laughs> and I, then this is BS what you're saying right now, because this is just the way the teams operate. And there's times the other way, right? Where somebody can, one of our players or coaches or, uh, you know, executives or whatever can say, you know, that was a BS question. Um, you know, okay, like how'd it go down? And Times where I say I agree with you, and there's times where I say no. That that person's just doing their job, and so um, there there's just points of conflict because look, the media and um, you know not just the Royals, Chiefs, Sporting, KU basketball, Missouri football, whatever. Like there, there's just a, there's a natural um, sort of conflict that can exist in those relationships, and uh, and I think that the more and it's not like everybody has to get along, but the more that you can respect each other, be open. Um, I think the better it is for everybody. So there's, um, and look, I mean, those are the basics. Those are the sort of the top line ways that, that you can help, but you also figure out other ways that, that maybe are, um, a little bit more subtle or hidden. Um, but it's just when you, when you feel like you can help people you respect and you feel like you're working for something that you believe in. And I believe obviously like in the power of sports, um, and all of the sometimes corny, um, you know, things that, that, that a lot of us are drawn to sports about, uh, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool way to make a living for sure. One thing I was curious about is, um, you know, like you said, your, your whole life, you wanted to be a sports writer mm-hmm. and then you shift to this job. So you knew it was going to be different, but yeah. what was, what was like a big surprise for you that was like, Oh, I didn't, didn't expect this to happen. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, one, one thing like the smallest little like this, maybe this sounds insignificant details, but um, I had no idea that teams um, and I'm sure that there's a football equivalent even beyond like the injury report that they give out every day leading up to a game. But um, and I, I'm sure that there's an NBA and NHL equivalent, too. But we have to send the lineup um, to MLB. And that's like sort of a gambling safeguard. Like somehow there's, I don't know the details. And if I tried to guess, I might be speaking out of turn, but it's basically a safeguard against gambling. Like we have to send the lineup to MLB before it goes public. And I had no idea that that, you know what I mean? Cause like, you know, for us, like what if there happens to be a day where I wear like, I'm just picking two players, but Salvi and Bobby Witt Jr. out of the lineup. Like they want to know that before before making the spread, which, um, I really don't know how gambling works on baseball, but, um, you know, it, it makes some sense when you think about it, but that's something that I had no freaking idea about <laughs> just absolutely zero. That, that's the first, it's kind of a surface level thing, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Speaking of, uh, the, the NFL and other sports, you, this is the first year that the chiefs have kind of played without you writing about them in the star. Do you, yeah. Did you miss that a little bit or do you regret that at all that you didn't get to cover another super bowl run for them? Um, like not at all. Um, like zero. And, um, and look, I think that part of, you know, two summers ago when I was kind of going through this was, you know, I just mentioned a little bit earlier, right? Like I covered the Royals when they were the worst team in baseball and, and when they won the World Series, I covered the Chiefs when they were the worst team in the NFL and I covered them when they won the Super Bowl. So it wasn't like, there's no part of me at all. I want to be clear about this, that thinks like I did that job as well as anybody, you know, like nothing even close to that. Um, but I do feel like I did the job, you know, and, and that last job I had for 11 years, like there's just, I didn't think that there was a lot that was going to happen that, um, you know, that would be that moment, Jeremy, that, that you just mentioned. And, um, and honestly, like they were sort of the opposite, like, um, it was an absolute thrill for me to be able to watch those games with my kids. Um, my kids are like, just, especially the older one is like, just really into, um, all sports, but especially, uh, baseball, football, and basketball. It's just cool to be able to, you know, one thing about being in the media, um, that was always really hard to explain, but like, just, you you don't get to root 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's, it's a very kind of awkward thing. And, um, you know, my best friends in the world, like don't understand it and I get it. Like, it's just hard to explain. Um, and now kind of letting go of that, like, obviously I can root for the Royals now um, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, being able to like take our kids to chiefs games and being able to take them to, um, you know, a, a KUK state football game and just being able, there's a lot of experiences, um, that are available now that weren't in the old job. So there's not, I don't miss writing at all. Um, I have been surprised about that, honestly, but it's not, when I say that, I don't want that to come across at all. Like I was done with that old job. Cause again, I would have been happy, uh, thrilled to be able to do that. Um, until I retire, if they would have had me that long, but it's just I feel like I did it. You know, I did it for a long time and, and I'm kind of ready to, to try something new. Okay. All right. Well, Hey, speaking of, um, trying new things i do i do want to talk about so we have heard um about the a more positive climate in the in the clubhouse and things like that this this off season and in the spring training i just i just wanted to know is there like is there a tone difference in the in the front office as well um what is what is different now that was different last year things like that and, and um, as much as you want to talk about. Yeah, um, it is different. It is different. And, um, you know, some of this, like, I need to preface and not just because of the job I have. It's just the honest truth is that there's times where, um, you know, and this happens like in relationships, right? Like if, if you're you know, you have a breakup and then you start dating somebody new and you say something about the new person, Mm. it can be taken as an insult to the last person. Yeah. (laughs) Even if that's not how it's intended. Right. And, um, uh, you know, you're, you're asking about the clubhouse or you're kind of talking about the coaching staff and the manager. Right. So, um, Mike Matheny was terrific to me in both jobs. Um, I think that he's a really, really good person who treats people well and, um, and all those things. Um, I, I think that, so anything that I say about Q, please keep that in mind. This is not dump on the old coaching staff situation, but, um, it is lighter, you know, I mean, there's just, it, it absolutely is. It's, um, you know, there's, um, more freedom, I guess. And, um, there's more, there's a lot of energy and look, some of this is, is also colored by the fact that in, in my mind, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm probably comparing it, even if I'm trying not to, to the end of last season when yeah. the team lost 97 games, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. I always thought like, um, you know, yeah, it wasn't a happy clubhouse all the time last year. Uh, and it shouldn't have been right. Like if you're, a team that's going to lose that often and, and you're just having a party and everything's great. Um, you got some even bigger problems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to, I can't really honestly like remember what it was like. I mean, last spring, spring training was kind of a blur the lockout, um, you know, it was kind of this accelerated deal, but there is a, 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 I mean, just an unmistakable optimism and energy. And some of that's the coaching staff, I'm sure. Um, I also think a lot of it too is, um, you know, a year ago, we can say what we want about whether we, how sure we were that this was going to happen, but Bobby Witt Jr. didn't know if he's going to make the team, right? So he's, he's working and there's some stress involved there. Um, you know, Vinny started the season, I think in double A last mm-hmm. year, I can't really remember, yeah, he but did. he was a minor league player that did not make the big league team. MJ Melendez was, a you know, started the season in the minor leagues. Um, you know, Michael Massey, like all these guys um, were you know, they're just in a different place in their lives and they feel a little bit more emboldened to, uh, you know, to be themselves. And mm. I, I know that some of the focus on that is going to be the coaching staff, obviously. And I'm not, I'm sure that's, that's, that's a good chunk of it too. Um, but I also think that when you have big league time and you've had, you know, I mean, Bobby was 2030 and Vinny, you know, walked more than he struck out. I mean, these guys yeah. had some level of success. They want to keep getting better. But, um, you know, I think that they feel like, okay, I can play in the big leagues and now it's a time to, to kind of prove they're just in a different place in their lives. And I think that that part of it matters a lot as well. Okay. All right. Hey, before we get out of here, I, I do have to ask you, are, are you excited for the exhibition game against Great Britain? Like, it, is, it, is it kind of Kansas City defending America's honor or anything like that in the World Baseball <laughs> yeah. Classic? Right, yeah, we can 
talk stuff about how they put mayonnaise on everything or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what it's going to be like. Um, actually, just when we were on, uh, not before we came on here, I was just scrolling through Twitter as one does and saw that there was some WBC game that was, you know, three hours long in the sixth inning or something oh, like that. Because you know, there's no pitch clock. Um, yeah. In those games, they don't, they don't use those rules. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see what it's like. Hey, how how much better would well not better, but how much easier would your job have been at the star if they had a pitch clock the entire time you were there? Like that's thirty minutes of extra, you know, writing, editing, the whole shebang. Yeah, I mean the toward the end, um, and not even toward the end. I mean, I, like honestly, like, this I don't know if this is like the spirit of how you're asking that question, mm-hmm. um, but like probably the last 10 years I worked at the star in my mind, I worked for KansasCity.com and not the printed newspaper. You know what I mean? Just because there was the deadlines are just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but I know what you're getting at. The the biggest thing to me, honestly, like is there's times, um, and I've, I've loved baseball my entire life, but, um, you know, there's times where a a five to two game does not need to be three hours and 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're just, another timeout with two strikes, another pitcher, you know, who needs three new balls or whatever. And it's just, come on guys, like, this is not, this is not good for baseball, right? Like this is right. not like, you know, you take your kids, like, um, you know, my kids are going to grow up in a house where they have every opportunity to love baseball, right. And football and basketball too. And it's just, it's a lot easier. I'm telling you guys, like if, um, I mean, you've seen a couple games on TV, um, and another one tonight, but it is, it is just, it's the game that I fell in love with as a kid, you know, that's quick and it's pace. And it's not every, it, the easiest way to measure that is, is the length of time, right. From three Oh four to two forty one or whatever it ends up being. But, um, for me, it's just a more enjoyable, it's just the pace. It's about action. It's about, you know, when there's 15 seconds between pitches instead of 35, it's just such a more enjoyable sport to watch it's it's really incredible okay i so i, I know we're nobody got to get you out of here in a little bit i'm good but, i'm good all right hey as, as long as you're having fun we're having fun <laughs> so one of my one of my traditional questions that i ask people when i interview them for the first time is what is their go-to ballpark order and I know, I know it can be a little bit different. You know, you're, you're not going down to the concession stands as the, as the VP of communications anymore. But when you were, when you were growing up, when you were going to games, when you were younger, what was your go-to ballpark order? Um, I think I've always been, <laughs> I think I've always been a nachos guy. Oh, really? And, okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Like, and, and I love, you know, just the kind of basic plastic, you know, with the toast, the round Tostitos and yeah. the cheese that doesn't really look like cheese. And um, <laughs> like, I love that. Um, I also love there's, um, you know, the, the brisket nachos that come in the helmet. Yep. The like, that's my number one. Like that is the, that's the thing that I love more than probably anything else. I also like, I'm again, I told you this earlier, like I like kind of the corny, what other people would call some of the corny parts of sports, but like eating nachos out of a helmet is objectively awesome. Yes, um, I have always I have always done that. You put a banquet, give me a banquet beer with it, and and now we're really living. I think Jeremy did a study last year about how like ice cream tastes ten times better out of an upside down uh, baseball helmet or something like that. Like, it's it at is, least that much. That, that seems conservative. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I, for uh, the, when I was a kid, I remember we got ice cream and helmets. Uh, yeah. we had a Royals helmet and we had a Cardinals helmet. I don't know how we managed that. Huh. Um, but we, we kept those helmet bowls around in my house for yeah. years and years. Cause they was just like, remember that time we had ice cream and helmet. Totally. Like, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, I feel like when I was a kid, those little ice cream helmets, it was just, at least in my memory, and I could be wrong about this, but in my memory, you go up there, even if you're at then Royal stadium, like your little mini helmet might be a Phillies helmet or it might be a twins helmet or it might be a whatever. And I feel like it's all Royals now. Am I wrong with like, am I just completely make that up that they had other teams involved in that? That's my memory. I don't remember. It wouldn't be the first thing that I misremembered, but that's, that's I I couldn't tell you. It's yeah. been, that, it's that been might explain how time. I ended up with a, car, a Cardinals and a Royals. Yeah, you know, just wondering, just wondering. 
Hey, did you ever have the chance, speaking of things in baseball helmets, did you ever have a chance to try that weird Reese's barbecue thing that they had at Kauffman last year? No? no. I mean, like, once you get into, like, chocolate, I don't know. I, it, it's just, like, maybe it's going to be good. But, there's like, do you remember, it's probably been five, six years ago now, what, um, what's the, the ice cream place in uh, Brooks, uh, Betty Ray's? Yes. Um, was it Betty Ray's? Like, the, yeah, they did, Betty like, Ray's. this Joe's ice cream that had like burnt ends in the ice cream i don't remember that I'm that's not look i'm not a picky eater like i like to try different <laughs> things but there's some stuff that's like just that <laughs> it just it cannot be good and that's that's where i was I, lo- I love reese's pieces and i love barbecue i love them separate i'm not that's I, that, that, that's a step too far for me <laughs> there there are lines and uh and you do have morals <laughs> when it comes to barbecue <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. maybe i'm a purist or something i don't know Hey, no, to each their own. So, but before we get out of here, Sam, I do want to ask, do you have any big goals for 2023? Do you have anything that you want to see happen or you want to achieve personally? Um, oh gosh, that's a big question. You you mean like in my personal life, in your, in your personal life, in your professional life, like how it, it could be anything Um, you want. Okay. Uh, I mean, like uh, this is, maybe a a corny answer but i promise you it's like my guiding like motivation is Mm -hmm. just um people always talk about work-life balance Mm -hmm. and um that is a really big thing for me it's 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 why i initially was like hell no i can't do that job you know what i mean and um and it's a it's a thing that i think about every day especially now when i'm away from my wife they're coming this weekend um thankfully but you know i'm away from home for six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it ends up being. So, um, you know, you try to find little spots where like, there was a string last year, this was beautiful. There was a string last year where, um, our third grade, now third grader had a bunch of baseball games that, that started at seven. Um, and, um, and they happened to be like when we were at home. And so mm-hmm. there were, there were a few games there where I could go do my pregame stuff. And then sneak out, listen to the game, oh. the game watch him, and then come back and you know before before our game was over. A little, little you know sort of cheats like that to to make sure I want to be as good as I can, um, you know professionally. Um, mm-hmm. That's always been important to me. But um, you know just make sure that that doesn't come as a sacrifice um, to uh, you know Katie or the kids. That's hey, that's very. I, like, like, I think you're no. probably looking for like, hey, I'm trying to I no. don't know, read a hundred books or whatever. But Sam, uh, that's Sam, honestly tr- the only yeah, thing I think about. Trust me, I I do public affairs for the military. I understand that in that job there can be zero work life balance at points, yeah. and I I really appreciate hearing you want to make an active, you know effort and you know being a good dad and being a good professional one doesn't have to suffer because the other yeah i hope that's right i hope that's right yes yes jeremy before we get out of here do you have any other questions for sam no i think he's answered uh everything i've got tonight at least heck yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll pepper you later on don't don't you worry we'll we'll at royals no i'm, I'm kidding i'll be here <laughs> well sam um thank you so much for for joining the show and and being candid with us and you know just having a conversation and if i i always ask this and you're gonna smile at it if folks wanted to find you on social media where <laughs> could where could they find you at yeah, um, at Mellinger on Twitter. Um, my Instagram is private and is yeah. like pictures of my kids. There you go. Um, so I won't point point anybody there. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different Twitter account now than it was two years ago. I can probably oh, see I, 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 I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go take a snapshot of each of them and uh, and put them side by right. side now. Right. But again, Sam, go go enjoy the game. And we greatly appreciate you being on the show tonight. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.